Oh no, we're under attack from the Romulans. Oh no, watch out, the lasers. Ah, all hands on deck. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody stop them. Walter, man the guns immediately. I'm Captain Kirk. Here I am. There's no sounds coming out of this now. <laughs> Shoot, pew, pew. What's wrong with the sounds? I don't know. I was, it was using... Where's my laser sound? But pretend those are lasers. Yeah, okay. Oh, watch out. There's, there's, there's <laughs> bad guys after us. Oh, no. That actually sounds like more like running away music than it does lasers. It does. Or another show. No, it's fine. I like it. That's okay. <laughs> like, oh, no. oh no! Our ship's gonna be destroyed. Voice change. Voice change. <laughs> All right, welcome to the listening show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn this one in case there. I don't know if there's feedback. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the listening show. Uh, you and everybody who's a listener, appreciate you. We're back again. Yeah, episode 30, unless I'm wrong. No, I think it's episode 30. Me too. That's weird. We've been doing one episode a week for three months, two or three months. Before that, it was like twice a week. And then we mm-hmm. had a we had a bye week. What would you call that? We did twice a week this week also. Um, Just a little extra special episode, I guess. Yes. That's yes. why I said, I said in the description it was special because... I'm assuming that the norm is once per week for sure, and then if I'm feeling crazy or want to yell, then we do another one. That's kind of our minimum because we we would ideally we'd like to do this like every morning or something on our way to work. Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) You know, I mean, on our way to work, but like if that was our job, that'd be like ideal, right? Yeah. So to start for us, a minimum is once a week. (laughs) What? I'm just laughing at my stupid bit because the laser wow. part stopped. So that 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 uh, voice is called Jungle, and it's supposed to be like birds tweeting, <laughs> but it ended up sound. I was like, that sounds like a laser gun, or at least it did at one point. And then for something, for some reason, it changed when I switched the settings or whatever, and I couldn't figure it out how to make it sound like a laser you, gun. You, and you were just like, just go for it. You've been looking for a while, and so I did, and it just started sounding like. When you called my oh, name no. to, to come, like, help you with the bit, I was like, I think it'd be funnier if I didn't say anything to just let him drown. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I felt oh, a little no. bad, but I was enjoying myself a lot. Just I can tell. You uh, in the guns. <laughs> like, Walter, do this. I'm like. Your, your part of the bit was that you already got killed. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Star Trek right now. Oh, man. That was silly. I don't know if you have any topics, but the first thing that came to my mind was we watched the Zack Snyder cut yesterday. Yeah. Of the Just Us League. Just Ice. Yeah, and it was more better. Yeah. I've watched up on a lot of the review videos now. The Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie that came out a few years ago. That was Joss Whedon. I I wanted to say four years, but I was hearing three. Neither would surprise me. I don't know what it is, but it's been a long time. Mm. Do you think they're going to make more like a sequel? I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they do, but I doubt that they will. At least it's not going to be a true sequel. They're not going to get back all that ca- all those casts. So yeah, it's going to be yeah. Henry Cavill's not going to be Superman anymore. Is yeah, he? and Ben Affleck's done now. It's Robert Pattinson's. So if they, it's kind of like. No, that's not a good example. 
they can't really put that on other actors and call it the same universe. I mean, they could, but no one would accept it that way. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it's over. But I don't know. I feel like they could do something with it. It's kind of like um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. When they made that, I was like, I want more in this universe because this was like a completely separate universe. Mm-hmm. They never intended to, and I don't think they will, but I'd like it for the same reason I like the Snyder Cut. Like, I want to see more of this universe. I do want to see more stories told in there. And the guy who played Cyborg, um, I want to say Parker, I can't remember his name. He's not come back either. Uh, supposedly Ezra Miller isn't. Uh, maybe only Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman. Wow. Missing some of his Jason six. Momoa. Yeah, yeah. I bet he'd come back. Actually, I think he's making Aquaman too. But more than half of them are are gone. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, good thing. The good thing about that is that they weren't the actors themselves. Didn't really like Superman as an actor. He's not the best part of that movie. <laughs> Superman's a good actor. I, you know, Henry Cavill. Yeah. He's not the best. Like he, the acting wasn't the thing about the movie that was good. It was like the fun and explosions and fighting and Batman and. And even that Batman, like, he wasn't the best Batman. He was great, I think, but he wasn't the best. And he, they could, the characters are what people care about, not the actors playing the characters. Yes, if your argument that is, is that we would like to see those characters come back, even if the roles were reprised by different actors, sure, yeah, we'd still want to see it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, did you like DC or did you like Marvel growing up before all the movies? I just like Batman. So I, I, yeah, it's, I'm not a, I think the term might be fanboy. It's not the one I want to use. The term I use is brand loyalist. So like if you're in the console wars, so are you Xbox or PS4? I'm like, well, I like Xbox because I have one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I had a PS4, I'd like it, but I like Halo more specifically. So it's like, I like Batman. I guess I like DC. I love Halo. Therefore, I guess I like Xbox because it was only on Xbox. It, it didn't make Xbox or DC better. Did you have a preferred? I'm gonna guess Marvel. No. Oh, well, way off. What is it? I mean, it was DC, DC. But what was your favorite hero? I loved the Justice League growing up. Oh, I, I loved, loved them too. It. Specifically, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite. Just. I think the Justice League cartoon is my favorite superhero cartoon, except for maybe the original animated Batman series from 1992. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did what was your favorite cartoon show? I had I had like varying uh, favorite superheroes all throughout my life, and it changed a bunch. Was it Spider Man at one point? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, with everybody it is. But like my fa- my first favorite, and like to me, like that it holds a place in my heart was Green Lantern. Yeah, because I really liked Green Lantern, and I liked all the Green Lanterns. Uh, yeah. After after that, it was definitely Batman because that's when Batman Begins came out, and I was like, okay, this is the best ever. You know, there are other lanterns, right? Like other colors. Yeah, man. Like all the all, all the colors, but they have a different. I forgot the elements. I, red is anger or rage, whatever it was. Yellow is no yellow is fear. Red is um, right. But then there's blue, which I think is hope. There's definitely white, and I think there are two more. But there's a lot. It's like wow, it's a lot of kind of lore. Light. Yeah, um, going back to Justice League and Ben Affleck's Batman, I. Thought Ben Affleck, I thought his Batman was good or was about to be good, but it never had a chance. I I stopped caring and it went the other way for me when he started killing in the movies. And a lot of people have that problem. There's a great video essay about that called Batman Does Not Kill. Anyway, 
Um, aside from that, him acting it specifically as was it Bruce Wayne or Batman? I liked. I liked his Batman. I liked his Bruce Wayne too. Robert Pattinson's Batman supposedly is supposed to focus on the the detective aspect. The thing about Batman, I don't. I mean, you can do anything with movies, but it's a shame we haven't gotten a true Batman on screen because a Batman is like, um, if you can make a character in a game and they have 10 skill trees and they have 110 points to each one, so 100 points total, Batman's almost 100, if not 100. You can't get a person alive who's 100 to act out those things. Of course, you can do it in, like intelligence, uh, physical peak, uh, whatever. He's got everything. He's essentially the, the peak human is the idea. He's trained himself to be the best possible. So, I mean, you can do anything in a movie, but it seems that each movie has focused on one aspect of Batman instead of all ten or something. And we, oh, That's why Batman's so awesome, is because he's all those things. I don't think there's ever been a Batman on screen that is all of those things. Mm-hmm. If he was, mm-hmm. like, Christian Bale's Batman would have... He was smart, but he wasn't like a freaking super genius like Batman is. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever get that, but yeah, you're right. I was always that was my big complaint about Christian Bale's is because I've watched the comics and I knew Batman's super smart and he kind of seemed kind of dumb in the Batman Begins. Not that he which, was, which dumb. is. I mean, to be clear, I'm not saying Christian Bale's Batman was bad. It was wonderful. It's my favorite, but yeah, my I was just saying I don't think we will ever get the comic book Batman on screen. That being said, like I said, each Batman has kind of focused or seems to have focused on one aspect of Batman. Um, the next one, Pattinson's, I think, is supposed to de- focus on the detective part, which is cool because we've never had that. I would love to see a detective solving sol- solving stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a movie. Supposedly, that's what I heard. I obviously don't know anything about the movie other than that and the trailer. Did you see the trailer for the Batman? You didn't? Mm-mm. It's exciting. It's all right. Like, I don't know. It's about as good as a trailer can get. It it makes you want to go see it without telling you anything about the movie. That's what a trailer is supposed to do. A lot of trailers today just give away plot points like, oh, um, this is a, I'm making this example up. Like in the third movie in a trilogy, the second movie, this character has died. And the third, the trailer for the third movie, you see that character, the trailer briefly. Well, that means he's alive. That spoils it. You know, things like that. It's hard to make a good trailer that doesn't spoil anything. But they exist. And uh, anyway, I think the Batman trailer, for what I remember, was really good. I think my favorite trailers are the ones that lie to you outright. Oh, I, I can think of one. I don't know how I feel about that. Here, I can think of one. Did you think of one? I got one. Okay, what is it? Thor 3. Ah, yes. Because in the trailer, mm-hmm. when you watched it, there's a shot where he's all glowy and he's doing his Avatar State thing. He's got two glowy eyes. Two glowy eyes. And in the movie at that part, that's after a Helga or whatever her name is pulls his eye out with magic. Was it magic? Swords. No, it was swords. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was with was magic. a magic sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not with swords. <laughs> with magic. It was magic swords. <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's the one I can think of. That's a good example. I was thinking specifically of another Marvel movie trailer. It was Infinity War. It showed showed it showed all the heroes charging. And in that charging sequence, the Hulk was charging with them. That's not oh, in the yeah. original movie. And I was like, "Well, that's I felt like it was the Hulkbuster." No, no. Well, in the real movie, yes. Yeah. But at that point in the movie, you know, Hulk's in the beginning of Infinity War. And I was I remember thinking that. I was like 
I mean, at least the trailer did its job. It didn't tell me something that was in the movie, and it made me want to go see it. But I don't know how I feel about being lied to. Mm. Here's a less a less egregious example. So, you know, uh, you'll notice this if you've watched a trailer in the movie. When they record the, f- the movie, they'll, be do- they'll, they'll do separate takes of things. So however one line is delivered in the, in the movie, they might choose a different take for the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know and it, it may be the same shot, same words. It's just a little bit different. Like, it could be the slightest bit different. So I'm yeah. like... Um, in, my, in my mind, I'd go, if I was making a movie, it never would have occurred to me to use a separate take for the trailer. I would use just what's in the movie because that's what I'm selling, but apparently people do that. So, But that different take, I'm okay with it because it's like a new flavor of what's already there and no one else is going to see it. But adding something in the trailer that's not in the movie to deceive you, I'm not, I feel cheated, Yeah. but I can't say it's wrong. I don't know how I feel about it. I've never seen it before Marvel. I have one example that I watched the other day. I was watching Red Letter Media, and they brought it up, and it was in Indiana Jones' Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> and it's the line when Mud, uh, they're, like, searching in some, you know, ancient Aztecian place for something. And then Indiana Jones does some cool thing, and he's old, but he does some athletic, surprisingly athletic thing. And Mud's like, you're a school teacher? And in the movie, he goes, hard time. Yeah, it's that quick, and then the and then like the trailer, he says it in a completely different way, and it's like way better. But like yeah. the mo- they picked this one in the <laughs> movie the that looked, looked stupid, like part time. Yeah, <laughs> and the and the trailer was something like part time. So, so I, I don't know. I have similar. Yeah, it's funny. I haven't watched a lot of breakdowns of the Snyder cut, but some people in the reviews have have pointed out. Oh, what's a really good example? Okay. Specifically, it's when the Justice League is fighting Superman after he's resurrected, and Wonder Woman says, Kal-El, no. And what was this guy's thinking? He thought this was such a... Because she delivers some bad lines or says some lines weird. He watched the Snyder Cut, and she went, Kal-El, no. And I was like, what? That's dumb. I thought that was in, this, I thought that was in the, just, the, the, the Justice League. Why would they keep that? He wouldn't watch the Justice League. And there was a better take... Of her going, Kal-El, no, or the way around. It was a worse take in the Justice League. So the implication was that, and this is so confusing, Snyder had filmed the movie already at the beginning and had chosen the best take. Joss went back and went and looked at, and looked at different takes and chose a worse take because oh. it was already recorded. And he's like, that boggles my mind. Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny that someone went back and chose a worse and put, I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, hard time. <laughs> I'm gonna. I always think that now when I think Indiana Jones and King of the Crystal Skull. I watched that a while ago. Actually, I, I actually when I was watching, I was like, I've seen this before, <laughs> and I realized that I had actually been exposed to Red Letter Media a long time ago because oh. I was watching. But it was when King of the Crystal Skull was gonna, was coming out. And after I watched it, I was like, I want to watch reviews of this because it seemed bad to me, and I found <laughs> that anyway. It made me happy. I was like, I've seen this, and then I remembered so- the part time. So Red Letter Media pointed out that they had a better take in the trailer, and for some yeah. reason, who used a worse take? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. And it was; <laughs> it seemed clumsy. The other thing about it is, like, I feel like that would have been that line would have been better performed if he wasn't like standing on a cliffside looking down at mud. I think it'd be better if he was busied and doing something, yeah, and, like, like d- so dismissively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like I'm doing something that, instead of like performatively, like 
part time. You know, when you said that, I thought he literally was like walking from one place to another, not mm-hmm. paying attention, like part time, just whatever. Yeah, but see, that, that'd be better. That, yeah, it made sense. But he's no, he's standing there like, <laughs> like, is, like this is my moment to shine. My part time. This is <laughs> it's this so is, stupid. He gets up there. This is my moment. <laughs> oh God! You know that's that thing. You just yeah. ruin your yeah. Part time. And maybe that's part of the joke is that it's like, that's a weird thing to say all majestically. I, I, I doubt it, but sure. Let's try but to defend it. It would be a lot. It would actually land better if he was still searching part time, you know, like, and it was sort of like you hear from a distance and it I keeps imagine the him camera shot. On, I imagine him walking on his way, not looking back at him. Like I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would, you see, that would be great. Yeah. That but the way it is, it looks like weird. It's like, <laughs> that's like, not how people if, talk if, to if each other. If you wanted to fix that in editing, it's really easy. Just keep the camera. Mud is Shia LaBeouf's character, right? Yeah. Keep the camera on Shia LaBeouf as he's looking off. You're a school teacher, and mm-hmm. then don't cut the camera away to show Indiana Jones. You just, just hear him. Is there a part time? Then you can. Your brain would fill in what makes sense, which is not this it's or part, whatever he's doing. That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can fix a lot in editing. It's really crazy. Um, yeah. I I was. So you saw the original Justice League once, right? Yeah. No, I've seen a lot more. Oh. Well, I I don't I'd only seen it once, and I seem to recall. I was like, I don't think that's they actually changed it, but that's not how I remember it. It's when um, the Justice League goes to Steppenwolf for the first time, and Cyborg saves his dad while his dad is being interrogated. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, Um, when we watched it, he was like, "No, he had a Cyborg had an emotional outburst, and then just fired at Steppenwolf," and I was like. That makes sense and that's fine. Why do I remember this? Why do I remember this being so dumb? And apparently, because it's different in the original, he was he just didn't seem to care, mm-hmm. and his you know suit sensed the threat and fired on its own, kind of like what it did with Superman. Yeah, but that change makes more sense. And I was like, oh, well. so Joss Whedon saw that and thought this makes too much sense and changed it. There's no reason to remove that. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, well, they had to have the moments where they were like noobs or whatever. Yeah, but he already had that moment with Superman when his suit—he couldn't control his suit because his suit was. That didn't sick. happen at that part. Well, it happened twice in the in the Joss cut. Whatever, it doesn't make the, sense to remove the scene. It. The scene, I think, the scene you're talking about <laughs> is when they're in. Um, like the old building and they have the first fight and Aquaman shows up in the sewer and stops the water with the trident. Yeah. It's before so. that. So that Superman's not there. No, he's not there. I'm just saying. Yeah. So it's the first, it didn't make sense to cut out a character moment to show that cyborg cares about his dad. Yeah. And switch it with a one where he doesn't care about his dad. There's no reason for that. It's kind yeah. of weird too, that cyborg was kind of the heart of the movie, the original movie and Joss cut it out. Man, it bugs me. I we were we were talking, you know, during the movie. We we're like, this is so long. Wow, this is a long movie. And then we kept going. This doesn't need to be in the movie. This could be shorter. Yeah, I bet it could. I bet it could be a because it's good. I think. But if you if they cut it down, I bet there's a lot of things that get they could get rid of easily. And there were a few things they could have made just a bit shorter. But in total, I bet you could get that down to a three hour solid movie. Yeah. And anyway, I don't. There but, were. But, Someone made an observation. They said, well, this is supposed to be Zach's true vision, and mm-hmm. he's allowed to do whatever he wants. 
and he likes long movies, let him do his long movie. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like, if it was his first attempt at the studio and they never interfered, maybe then there'd be reason for him to make it, to consolidate it and compromise for the theaters. But, oh, and I found out about the 4 by 3 uh, Red Letter Media talked about it. I didn't realize this, but it's because of the IMAX original ratio. Um, when they when they do IMAX, <clears throat> it's not in sixteen by nine. They shoot IMAX in four by three. When they when you see it in theaters, they put letter bars on top. I thought it was the other way around. I thought he put uh, pillars on the sides of, but that's it's the other way around. So what you're seeing, although it's not blown up on pixels, so you, you're not actually noticing it. What you're seeing is the full quality of it. That's why it's that way. And it's his artistic thing. Like, okay, I get it now. Cool. This is a bit nerdy, but it, it made sense when they explained it. <laughs> the, <clears throat> yeah, there was, you said it already, but to clarify, there was, I think there were three entire scenes that were there was no redundant. No, it was, showed something that already happened. Either something that already happened, or something that you knew was good. like. There was one scene specifically that comes to mind where they were traveling to a place, and that was the whole scene. And you already knew they were traveling to it because they said, "Let's travel to this place," and then it shows them traveling to the place, and then they get to the place. You, it was it was entirely pointless. It was like they didn't say anything important. They didn't make any jokes they didn't do anything <laughs> at all they just traveled and i was like okay so there's three scenes like that where they were entirely unnecessary and then there were maybe like 10 that was i can't that, remember a specific example of something where it's like we've already seen this you already yeah. showed us this actually here's one and i saw this the first time i was like this is going to be a recurring thing it's when steppenwolf puts the first mother box in the wall and summons that uh demon dude whoever his name is the cloaked guy yeah that happens three times and he gives an expositional bout, or I think it's two times actually, but they, the Step parademons sense yeah. the mother box, and then, and then he gets the update, update your quest, and he goes, "Have you found the third mother box? They're searching for the mother. Box. They smell where it's been, or something like that. We we know this already. You showed us this. We don't need to hear your updates every time." Yeah, and a good example of something that just doesn't need to be there. Just pads the runtime. It was the first thing we made fun of. Yeah. yeah. It's when Batman meets Aquaman. Aquaman goes <laughs> in the water. And then we have a song sequence. <laughs> the girls go in the water and they just have this bizarre. I, don't actually, know, I, actually, I actually don't understand what was happening. I think. They were saying goodbye a- to Aquaman for thanking him. <laughs> that would have been faster. Bye-bye. Bye bye. now. Bye. But they wanted to do it in song and harmony and whatever. Yeah, I'm going to see that. But didn't she pick up like a shirt off of the shore? I, I think she yeah, did. Yeah, his sweater. Yeah, and. Pres- the one that he throws off. Okay, so he threw it? Yeah. Okay. He takes it off and he's all sexy and then he swims away and then there's a shirt and so they're oh, singing and holding the sweater, which actually yeah. is the. The part that makes the most sense about that scene is if no. Jason Moe took his shirt off in front of me, I'd be so happy I'd sing and pick up the shirt and cuddle it. Well, cut out the scene. Just pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. And that's and then just do this. That's fine. Maybe mm. throwing a, oh, but like, you don't need this thing. <laughs> no, it was it's, a long time. Too. It felt like minutes. I think my critique was correct. I think it was self-indulgent. Doesn't make it bad. It just loves itself. Yeah. And... I think it's justified because he didn't think he was going to get his movie made, and then he got a chance to do it his own way. He's like, I'm going to make it exactly how I want me and make it as long as I want. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But I think it was self-indulgent. It made more narrative sense the whole way through. Oh, yeah. The entire way through. It was just almost, it was like 
little handholdy. It was like there's a lot of things it showed. It didn't have to show. It could have just, it would have been implied, and people would know. Obviously, they'd get there. You don't need to see how they'd get there, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but there's like three scenes entirely unnecessary, like just total waste of time, and then maybe seven to ten scenes that were you could cut out if you wanted a short movie. The new flash scene, I love the new flash scene well, where he gets several, introduced. There was yeah, the introduction. Yeah, I love that, but yeah. it was technically unnecessary. I just thought well, it was great. Well, technically unnecessary. I liked all the character introductions mm-hmm. to show how badass they are, or whatever. Yeah, that was the flashes sequence. Technically, it's unnecessary. Technically, we're presumably we know who these people are. Except for maybe the Flash and Cyborg, who have never been in a movie before, maybe we need those. The, the Cyborg the, one seems. Sorry, I, go ahead. I in the Justice League, the, all the origins are gone. We have a tiny bit of Cyborg, and that's it. This one, we have all of the character development backstory. Cyborg specifically throughout, we get a lot of that, and, and the movie just kind of. I mean, you say it's not necessary. Maybe it's not necessary to have those things, but gee, the movie sure did suck without them. Yeah, it made it a lot better. We didn't we didn't understand what their motivations were. It was just in the original. It was, "Hey, we're going to go fight this thing." Okay. But now we know why each one wants to go fight and we see their disagreements or whatever and <clears throat> it makes more sense, makes you care. And that the last sequence of the Flash when you go so fast here versus time. They actually they foreshadowed it. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, when they revive, bring Superman back to life, I I figured it out. They didn't make it explicit about when he's charging to the to charge the cube when it touches the water, but he's too late, and then time just reverses for a second. I was like, oh, he went so fast. They went backwards for a second. They, they, they don't ex- ex- explain it to you specifically. It's just like when Cyborg's dad died, and we're like, why did he come? That makes no sense. This is so stupid. And I, was, and I, was, and I went, well, maybe they'll explain it. And then they did explain it. I was like, good. So that whole reversal thing, that was a, if you know about Flash, you might know what, what just happened there, so that when it happens a second time, you go, ah, it's been established. And that's, I like the idea that he goes so fast, just went back a little bit. And oh, I love it. I could not hear anything he said at the very end. But you told me he was parroting what his dad told him, which whatever he said, that makes sense. Yep. I was like, cool. The conversation they had in the jail is he was parroting all that because mm-hmm. his dad basically was saying, I know his dad like yeah. thought he was wasting his life or whatever. No, he, said, he was don't capable, do that. capable or, of great things and yeah, yeah. I don't know stuff like that. And it was that was my favorite part of the movie. I was like, yes, use the Flash as he was designed to be used. He literally that's his thing. It's that <laughs> he's very fast in that. If he really strains himself, he can he can manipulate time slightly. I, I, my my asshole brain noticed something. We were watching it. <laughs> Took me out of the movie. It's when uh, in the final battle when Flash is running in circles, endlessly building up a charge to help Cyborg disarm the mother boxes. Yeah, Cyborg on the intercom. Okay, I need a charge. Flash is like I got the charge, and then Cyborg responds to Flash. Okay, well I need another minute or something like that. I went, Wait a minute. How can Cyborg communicate with Flash if Flash is moving faster than the speed of light? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a laugh. And then you said, well, maybe Cyborg is a computer. He could slow it down or interpret. Like, okay. All right. Well, I also said was. what Cyborg would hear would be, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh, I'm coming to help this out. I can't hold on much longer. And then, hears, and then what Flash hears, what Flash hears, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Now that one is the case. We didn't actually do that same thing the other way around. He'd be yeah. like, help me out with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It would take him like ten minutes to say that three words. I mean, <laughs> in, in flash time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, yeah. So funny. <laughs> Otherwise, it was it was. Uh, we liked it. Yeah. You know, I just thought of. I think I actually just made sense of this. So it's his body can move fast, but he can slow his mind down enough, like because he was moving fast when he was yelling at Cyborg, but he was talking regular speed. So maybe he can operate on a uh, mental level uh, at, on regular time, but then I get it. That oh, that I, would make sense. No, a bit. What, what, yeah, what uh, another way to explain it? This makes sense. Yeah. Imagine the world is whizzing behind Flash's head. Yeah, so it's bubbling fast, but you see him speaking at a normal volume. Yeah, normal Pete. Normal. He's speaking real time while his body is moving. Yeah, oh, okay. so he's not. Because he would, be, it would show him walking that speed. That is so obvious. Yeah, we're dumb. That makes me dumb. Real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're dumb. I was like, wait, he's t- he actually is moving fast. So, okay, no, but he has to. <laughs> <laughs> what what it would be? It would make sense. Our criticism would be real if, in Flash's point of view, he's walking at a regular speed, but he's really moving fast. Because then it would be. <laughs> From no, Cyborg's that, point, that <laughs> that makes me feel dumb. But hey, we got we figured it out. Yeah, there's not a there's not a hole. <laughs> there's not a plot. Not an obvious one. Yeah, not um, one that we can poke um, from superficially. <clears throat> the one thing, yeah, another one of those useless things that I didn't like was when Cyborg is when they're introducing him and then having him flashback to football. It's like okay, he played football. That was like. 15 minutes it felt like it was like well, geez this is a long time of him playing football we know he doesn't play it's football because it was anymore. slow-mo they could have done that in 10 seconds oh my but gosh. it felt like many minutes it was a while but it was more than the football flashback was more than just football it was showing well, his dad yeah. yeah his dad being absent and then him and his mom getting in the car crash i think it was all in the same sequence it was but and that part needed to say the whole conversation with him his mom and stuff but just like the football slow motion montage catch the touchdown that's a that's a it bit was like that's a bit in the self-indulgent category yeah because you could have shown like the last play of a game which they did in real time and taken like 30 seconds of like an intense yeah, there's like but a ton of them huddling up down. and yeah, 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 looking around it's and then lining like, up against the guy slowly and then running the route slowly. It was that, terrible. That, that gets to you after the, through the movie. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. Will you just run the route already? That's what you think. Something they cut, um, the Wonder Woman sequence at the beginning. <clears throat> Someone made this comparison. I, I was fairly aware of this. I thought this was the case, and it was. The sequence is mostly the same, but for some reason... The theatrical cut cut out the cool parts with like the hand motions and then the super speed stuff. And then whoever made the video, their guess was that Joss Whedon thought that looked too much like Man of Steel, Superman, where the Kryptonians move really fast like that. Like Superman was like, I get, I guess. But that's the cool part of Wonder That's the whole point is to show how badass she is. You cut out the badass part of her badass sequence. It's so bizarre the decisions that they made. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. 
There was, yeah. It just, everything made, when I watched this, I was like, oh, the other one makes way more sense now. Even though the other one's way worse. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it just is. And I actually enjoyed the other one, just because I like the characters. Uh, the other one was funnier. The yeah. other one, I they cut it. This is another difference between them, and I pointed this out to you already, but they the whole under underlying story of Batman and Wonder Woman's sort of affection for one of one one another, sort of flirtatious, sort of I don't know, that sort of thing. There was no undertones of that at all in this one. They mm-hmm. were just like they hardly had any scenes together except for at the very end. The very end they had the whole meeting in the boardroom, like and room for more, you know, that whole thing. But uh, the, I did not enjoy that first one, and I didn't think it was funny necessarily. I think it tried to be funny, and it was painful because it was so out of place to me. I mean, there there are film critics who have this very perceptive mind that I really don't have. I'm I'm kind of in the middle of a casual. I love schlock. I love watching these explode because I do. But also, wait a minute. I'm not at the end of or these some of these people are. So some people. I'm just enough to where those funny scenes that were stuck in look like they were stuck in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was after they fight Superman, Batman's on his back and the fight's over and Batman groans and gets up. Something's definitely bleeding. Or after Superman and Cyborg disassemble the mother boxes at the end, they're both laying down talk about how much pain they are and laughing. It's like, yeah, that one's dumb. There's a lot of dumb ones. And then flash falls on wonder woman's, his face falls in his boobs and he gets back up really quick. Right. Which that joke was actually in a Marvel movie. Yeah, Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner did that to Natasha in Avengers Ultron. I remember that. So the same that's an, joke. Yeah, well, like, they took really, it from a bunch of other movies, too. Well, that's from, that's everywhere. Land on a boob and get up really quick and awkwardly. The When we watch the Snyder Cut, it has its funny moments. And I think it's just the right amount of funny because it's mostly serious. So you can have some jokes, but if you have too many jokes, it gets dumb. So a couple were when they're fighting the Parademons for the first time. And Flash like dodges shots at one point, he, like stands up in a corner like this, and then it's really funny because <laughs> yeah. it's really quick, but it's there. And then, of course, I think the one you laughed at the hardest is after Flash, while charging Steppenwolf or something, ac- misses and accidentally body slams Aquaman. And then it shows Aquaman and Flash laying down. Aquaman looks over at Flash and points at him like this. <laughs> Aquaman does, yeah. Like, I'm so sorry, yeah. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It's funny, that was a good one. Now, I, it was what's, what's ironic is. The Snyder Cut had fewer jokes, and I think it was funnier. Nah. nah. Well, I think the jokes were, they were more consistent in Snyder. Like, that, but there wasn't. That much is true. They're, they're yeah. more consistent. And a lot of the jokes in, like, one of them in the Snyder Cut, or sorry, the original, and it bugged me because it doesn't make sense for the characters, is at the end, Batman and Superman have an exchange. Superman says something like, well, I know you didn't bring me back because you like me. And Batman's like, I don't not like you like that's supposed to be funny but that's not what anything like what batman would say red letter media was talking about it and he read off some of the things that the characters say and he, and it's so much more apparent when you read it as a script and then rich Evans said something like batman's been around for like what 80 years who thinks batman talks like that or something like that you know that's what takes mm-hmm. people like me out of the movie anyway I'm being a little too... I'm going to bring up one, and it was my favorite funny moment from the first one, and they removed it entirely, and I was bummed because I was like, that was... It was a good, and it was it was appropriate, I think. Now, there wasn't really a place for it because they didn't focus on this part of the movie, but the part when 
the Justice League is first together before Superman arrives and they're going to fight the big, going to fight Steppenwolf. And they're all talking, they're strategizing in the plane or whatever. And then Aquaman starts soliloquizing just over in the corner and he starts being honest, like, hey, we could die, you know. We could we could do this, and you realize he's sitting on the lasso of truth. Okay, they and weren't so in a, they weren't in the plane. That's why I was confused. Or in a yeah, in, anyway. in some sort yeah. of carrier. Yeah, they're yeah. in a flying carrier of some kind, I believe. But then the whole point is that they're, or maybe the Batmobile. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that it was actually really funny. It felt in character, and you felt like the hilarity growing of him, like getting more emotional. Yeah, I just feel like. Like, we finally have a family. Like, we're all together. And it's like, this is the stuff Aquaman would say, yeah. but it's because he's being yeah. honest. I was like, that is a good I, joke. I thought that was good. I, I was like, was mm, you're missing that in this movie. That I, was, I, yeah. From what I remember, because I've only seen both of them once, from what I remember, with the one exception that it would make the runtime even longer, that's mm-hmm. a totally fine scene. I wouldn't mind a moment to laugh at them. Mm-hmm. I also didn't like the scene when they're talking about bringing Superman back. I like the brevity of the other one a little better. I, the The whole part other, when you got you got to pick a name. Other, you mean uh, the original? first the first Joss one, the Justice yeah. League. Yeah, <laughs> I liked that. But so in the Justice League, it's it's quick to the point, and it and it actually makes sense. You they they feel the fear of actually we're going to get beaten if we don't get Superman. I might completely disagree. You said it, but had more let me gravity. finish. Okay, it was quicker, and in, in the other one, in this one, it didn't need to be as long. The only difference that was cool was some of the dialogue was like, all right, you, it was like implied. In in the Snyder cut, it was sort of implied that everyone just knew we have to go get Superman, but they never talk about that. They just are. It's just assumed that the world wants to bring Superman back to life, and it's like, yeah, we know that he has to get brought back to life, but in the other one, it makes. Slightly more sense. In this one, you didn't feel like they all had this foreknowledge that they were just going to do that if they could kind of thing. No, you're wrong. There's two big differences that make the Snyder Cut version better. Yeah, it's longer. And longer is bad. I know. It's a long movie. The biggest difference was that before he's resurrected, as the thing is falling, Cyborg and the computer along with other characters in the movie, because they keep trying to set this up, has visions of a post-apocalyptic future, seemingly as a result of bringing Superman back. So now we suddenly have a feeling of dread or danger or hesitation at bringing him back. Oh, maybe we shouldn't do... It makes it builds attention. If we bring him back, it may not be good. There's, there's that element that was not in the original. And then secondly, of course, Flash reversing time at the last second. Joss cut that out. He just made it charge at the right point and said... He, and I guess he did that because... That was better. I liked all that better. I'm talking specifically about the conversation scene where they're all meeting together and we just got our butts kicked and blah, blah, blah. And this box can bring things to life. We all know what we should do then. And it was like, it wasn't clearly stated we have to do this. I liked the sequence of them getting Superman better than the second Snyder Cut. I liked everything else. It was just that conversation. It just seemed disjointed. Well, maybe I don't know what you're talking about. I think the why was much better. They... At that same time, right before they decide we should resurrect Superman with the mother box, that conversation did a much better job of explaining how the mother boxes work. And they did. And then that line of thought or uh, series of thoughts they had that led to this could bring Superman back to life felt natural. In the first one, for I remember, in Justice League, 
I'm like, where the hell did they get the idea this is going to bring him back to life? And it just was like, let's bring him back to life. Back to life. What? I don't know. That's how it felt. A lot of it was This copied. one, Snyder, to be fair, felt a little like that's dumb, but also like, okay, let's go with it. I felt like okay with it now as far as the idea of this technological box being a spec. They just explain how, they. I don't know. It, it, it I've made seen it better, in my opinion. Yeah, I've seen it more than you have quite a lot in in the other in the joss one they do a fine job of explaining what the box does it it basically just says that it transforms life and revitalizes things and so as soon as it's brought up that it can revitalize they actually have a conversation about do you think it could bring back superman kind of thing and it's like that's the theoretical question that should be asked it's not just it just seemed jumped Little, I guess I think I know what your problem is because I don't think that anyone said out loud in the Snyder cut. They mm-hmm. just said, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" Something like that. It was that. something stupid like that. It yeah. was like, "All right, I'm not going to be the first one to say it." That's it's like, what it was yeah. And, I was, and so I was like, "Okay, but it's not every wrong, one of you." I I mean, maybe in this world, it's just common knowledge that, like, the worst thing in the world is that Superman is dead. Maybe that's what they're presuming, and so when they hear that something can be brought back to life, then that's the natural thing to come. To, to, to go to but I don't think it would be I think it would first be what can we do, use this for like first if you think what could we use this for well we could do this this and this well wait we could also redo this and then that's when you come up with the Superman idea but they'll just jump straight they from all just, yeah, they all just it makes new life it. Superman it's it's, yeah. it's just a little it just seems it's, oddly enough it seems fast in the Snyder Cut I get it yeah I, mean, I don't know they, they, they didn't not try because they spent a good amount of time I they spent so much time doing everything else that for them to make a weird jump ahead in logic at one weird part was like a little disjointed to me. But I liked every other every other thing about it. The only two things I would pick out is that scene and then the them removing the Aquaman lasso scene because I loved that scene. <laughs> I think it was the best one of from that. I remember, movie. yeah, from what I remember that was like the one addition that I thought was good. It it was funny and it made sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see why Joss, or sorry, Snyder didn't want it because it wasn't his scene. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not as much in line tonally as the other jokes. But I, we we agree. Like, that would have been fine to keep. Mm-hmm. But if I was in his position, I could certainly understand his decision to go, that's not mine. I'm just going to release my movie. I don't care if this, even if he thought it was good. Even yeah. if he thought that's, you know, like, I'm gonna just going to do mine. I could get that. They go, if, if I were him justifying his decision. I'd say if they want to see that lasso scene, they can watch the original one that they got already. I'm doing my movie now. Like I get it. I do too. I also, I guess there's one other thing. I'll put this in the, I'd maybe switch it back, but I, I did like this undertone of Wonder Woman and Batman kind of being flirty and having the more intimate scenes together just because that is the cartoons too. Yeah. Diana and, and Bruce, they, there's, there's chemistry there and they actually paid attention to it in the Joss version and, and even though it's okay without it, I probably would add it back in for my personal tastes. For my personal pleasure. Yeah, I, I liked it because, yeah, it was reminiscent of the JLA, Justice League. Uh, Animated. Yeah. Like, what does A stand for? Justice League AIDS! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that made sense. And it doesn't, from what I remember in the cartoon, it never went anywhere. It was just chemistry. And it was like, ooh, the whole time. And I was fine with that. I thought that's what they were doing. I was fine with it. Again, 
Put yourself in and Z- snack Snyder shoes. Snack Snyder's. Snack Snyder. <laughs> snack Snyder. There you go. Snack Snyder's. Um, put yourself in his shoes. I can understand why he wouldn't want to incorporate anything from the original cut. Me too. But uh, we like that. We like that. Mm-hmm. It was better. It had a voice. The other one didn't have any one voice. It felt like a bunch of junk thrown together. And some of the junk was quality junk, but it was like most of it wasn't. Most of it was just disjointed and dumb. Quality junk. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Nice. <laughs> it's just too late to be funny. Well, not like it would have been funny before, but by the time I think of it, find it and push it and it plays, it's just too long. I wish I could do it like as loud as he does that. Oh my gosh. That, nice. That's why it's so fu- I want to make a video about nice. I want to make a video about it. For, I think presumably that's everybody's favorite thing about him as a meme and and presumably what most people know about him or know him from is the nice. And it's so funny to me. I've tried to explain this to people. I'm, here we go off on a tangent. Michael Rosen in the story Rosen. Hot Food. He says nice three times. And when he does that, it sounds like a whip. It's mm-hmm. so loud that it's comical. It sounds like whoosh. No, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it sounds like that. And I think it's a combination of three things. I thought about for a while. One, I think he can do a very good click noise. Two, I think it's just the microphone relative to his mouth or something that makes it sound louder. And three, I think it's the room that makes it like reverberate and hang in the air. There's a combination of things. I think it's the right soup or recipe that just makes it hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But gosh, it's a simple thing and it's super funny. Anyway, it's a super listen, let's listen to it. Nice. <laughs> 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 that was not bad, even though well, I, I was faking it. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when you fake an audience, one of the things you do is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it is a good sound. <laughs> Makes me wish, you know, I think uh, if you were to like piece through some, like everybody's life, there have been moments where that were so perfect as far as like, and like the sound of, th- I, I can't describe it, but everything about a moment was like, wow, so satisfying. Maybe how someone threw a thing and it landed and the I think sound what you're it saying makes. is everybody has a perfect moment that only could have existed for them. Sure. And that, that one moment in time, we like yeah. a perfect joke you happen to have mm-hmm. and we forgot it. But, but if you went back in time, I don't yeah. know, or a throw. Yeah. I know I had a perfect joke one time. I bet you had like a perfect joke as yeah, an example. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad that it's not like recorded or. Well, just like, and to have moments like that, that are recorded are really special. Cause oh, then yeah. they, then everyone sees it and it's like, that's perfect. Once and in a lifetime at, at minimum, probably once in existence. And even moment. though that's like a whole video, yeah. That specific cut when someone pointed out, "Hey, this is great." <laughs> this is special. everyone was like, "That is great." That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> then it's really cool. And, and every time that one of those happens and it gets caught on camera, it gets big on the internet. Yeah, if you notice. Yeah, and I'm sure there are many yet to be discovered that it would be like, "Oh, it's going to be huge. It's so great." Oh no, it's <laughs> that one. I can't do the laugh. 
yeah, look, yeah, yeah. The, if you look up Hispanic, <laughs> if you yeah. look up Laughing Man or Mexican <laughs> Laughing Man, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> and they're gonna go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It's great. I mean, that's not a good example. He probably laughs like that all the time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but, <laughs> but something about how it, how cemented it is. In he probably minds. never laughed quite like that. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. that was probably very special. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a cool idea to think that, you know, some of us are so lucky that we can have our one special moment mm-hmm. saved forever. That's cr- that's cool. Some of yeah, us get the, lucky. There's another, the most recent one I found like that is the, is she making beans? And it's like the guy says beans like that. Beans. And it's very, it's there. It's very tonal. It's like, what? It, that's, it got huge on online and on TikTok because it was just so like, Oh, it's so special. And now people do edit and do all kinds of things with that sound, like make harmonies with it. My most favorite recent one is they found a guy, is she making beans? And that tone is going on the whole time like this. And then on top of it, there's a guy goes, oh. And they, there's like a whole choir of sounds like, and it sounds great. It sounds like an old monastery. There's a group of, we're, the topic kind of is the Snyder Cut, but it doesn't matter because we're going everywhere. There's a group of boys in middle school or something, and they, I guess they're a choir, but they'll record YouTube videos of themselves singing like in a bathroom in school. And it just, the bathroom adds charm and mm-hmm. the, the chorus of reverberation, but like they did like the Halo theme and like, uh, what do you call those when they sing acapella songs with, and it's, it's just really charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in songs, like songs count as like a perfect take, a perfect sound, perfect moment. Sure, yeah. And people will take a, per- a part of a song and it'll get huge. That's why like as far as like social media app platforms and applications and things like that, TikTok stands out is because it's it's like the perfect app to take a perfect moment and squish it down really quick and then have people can build and compound this thing into something really big and grand and great. <laughs> Someone should make like a remix song using elements of all the best sounds on the internet. That it's exists. happened. Well, it's happened. I mean, like many different things. Yeah. Like people usually remix one thing like double rainbow all the way across the sky. You know, that's a good yeah. idea. But like take a bunch of stuff, just like the basses, you know, and then just. Yeah. And then Patrick like little, 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 just use perfect. Bing, bing. Yeah, yeah. Just gave it. somebody a good idea, a relatively good idea. It'd be, it'd be it a exists. video that'd be hard to hate. There's a, that exists in like 2015 for the sounds <coughs> that happened before 2015. Sure, it probably does exist. And even though, like, what's what's weird about music right now, and this is kind of going off of that thing where it's like a perfect sound that people listen to, is that people are realizing that it doesn't really matter how you sing. It just matters if it's memorable. Like, and and why it's mem- you always lying? Sure, like that too. But I mean, like actually, music. Like it has to be musical first of all, and it has to be memorable. And those are like the two things. Because if it's both of those things, then people will jump all over it. Like, like what's the the number one victory for? Yeah, Fortnite. We got to get down, get down. I don't know. There's like a little boy, and he sings about Fortnite, and it's all just kind of a funky beat. Number one victory, or yell, yes, Fortnite, we're about to get down, get down. And he's and he's just like a high pitched voice who's singing about Fortnite and I just got down. Now my friends and I are heading southbound. 
and it's just it's just slightly melodic and and it's huge right now. It's like mm. all over the world, and it's just like a. It sounds I don't know who it is, but it sounds like a dorky kid who was just like I'm going to make a Fortnite song, and it's and it is melodic and. People like play bass to it and, you know, do acoustic versions of it. And they actually sing it like for real, mm-hmm. which those are the cringy ones. Cause it's meant <laughs> to be sung as sort of a little boy singing. Yeah. Up and down. It's not meant to be serious. Yeah. Like, saying it really well. It's- or maybe it is meant to be serious, but maybe serious for a 10 year old kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his intent was with it, There's but it is examples. huge now. That, that person is famous and it technically, I don't know. It's a boy. It could be like a girl, but I think it's a little boy. <laughs> Number one victory for yes royale. I can't remember what it is. The words number one victory royale. Yes, we're not about to get down. Get down. I just, something about I don't remember. It's dorky. Everyone's gonna make fun of me for knowing that it exists. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like 27 almost. No, not really. No way. I don't have that button. No way. No way. You're not 27. No, I've just turned 26. That's what I thought. I know. Beach. I was trying to. I, it would have. It would have made my point more if I was 27. I have a little rant. Go. About the stigma that people hate kids that play Fortnite or Fortnite is cringy. That whole stereotype. I think I know what it is. I think it's really simple. Essentially, the player base for Fortnite is usually young kids. Uh, Most often, any fad that's liked by or populated by children is uncool to adults because it's childish. And this goes back to, for example, I realized like Call of Duty. To a degree, it still is today. But 10 years ago, eight-year-olds, a lot of them, um, those eight-year-olds are 18 or they're adults now. When Call of Duty was like, that's it, probably at least 10 years. But back then, <laughs> those same kids who were cringy or, or squeakers, whatever you'd call them, <laughs> Um, they're probably making fun of kids now playing that same game. Yeah. And it's all because, so anyway, the point is I think f- people hate Fortnite almost because it's, I think almost exclusively populated by children. Modern warfare didn't have that, but for two reasons, modern warfare was a mature game that didn't have, um, as much of I mean, as many players, children, players in their, in the, in the base. And secondly, more children today are being introduced to gaming earlier than we were 10 years ago because it's more accessible. So essentially, Fortnite has more kids in it than any online game shooter probably ever. And so it's the most detested by us adults. Like, that's uncool, therefore Fortnite sucks. And if that's the case, I get it. But I don't think that's fair for mainly one reason. That doesn't say anything about the game. That's like saying... um, it's like going to a movie, like a Star Wars movie, like, and almost all the everybody in there is a child, and you heard child's children cheering and stuff. And you're like, I don't, that movie sucked. Like, no, the movie, you didn't give it a chance. You mm. were too distracted by this annoying atmosphere. And so I think that's why people hate Fortnite and they think that the Fortnite game is bad. The end. That's a really good point. I, I would argue something slightly different, but, but I think that that partly right for sure. What's the different point? The different point would be I when I think of Fortnite, I know personally when I think of it, I think of a game that had like a tiny cult following and it took it took its it took what it had and it like manipulated it in a really capitalistic way and it's and it's all the futuristic junk and the always changing and stuff and so it also sort of represents in my mind 
like when capitalism gets like greedy. More specifically, yeah. I don't think you're onto something good. I think it represents pretty much everything that's wrong with the gaming industry. Yeah, yeah. It it uses all of those manipulative things, mm-hmm. predatory tactics yeah. that we an older generation didn't grow up with and realize shouldn't be normal. Mm-hmm. To these kids, it is normal. We realize how bad those things are. It's manipulative and it it's all colorful. And so it, the same pretty brain that gets that gets addicted to casinos because they're colorful and stuff, it's the same thing. It's just, I got a new skin and, and it's, it's colorful. Kinda, it's kind of made for children. Yeah. So that, you know, for underage gambling and stuff. And so adults go, that's for children. Yeah. That's dumb that it's for children. Yeah. But hey, if that's what they want for their birthday, then they should give all their money to this game where you can perform the game perfectly without these things. Mm. But it seems I don't know. I to me it just seems kind of no, gross because it jumped th- yeah, on something. That's a that's a good observation. It's I remember when it wasn't like uncool. I remember when it was cool because it was like this new thing and it was a it was a battle royale and. And it was shooting and it <laughs> was collecting <laughs> weapons. And now it's like all this new, what, like new rules every couple months and events that you have to pay to be a part of. And all. it's just, I don't know. It was probably cool before it was flooded with children. Maybe. It's like this park is awesome. Oh, now it's only ever little kids that come to this park and now I don't want to skate here. Yeah. That's it. And that's, it's not, that's not a result of the park. It's just the atmosphere, the people that populate it, and you don't want to be there. That's fine. You can't say the park or the game is bad. And actually, you know, good for Fortnite for, you know, they were probably not exactly wealthy people before that game got big. Well, so if, in- if they recognize that change is necessary to growth and they definitely did that, but they, I don't know. It seems, gross. I don't hate, I don't hate Fortnite. I don't like it either. I'm not, I'm just where, yeah, it's interesting. Um, backing up. Do you remember when PUBG was big? Yeah. I don't know if they claimed this. It seems that they did, but they popularized is the right word because they didn't make this. They popularized the battle royale genre. They didn't make mm-hmm. the first battle royale game, but mm-hmm. that was the first one that pe- a lot of people cared about. Yep. Then a lot of game companies, including whoever made Fortnite, Epic, they went, hey, there's a market. Let's make our own product. Let's make our own battle royale. But let's, they built a better product. Right. They built, well, more in polished. Some, in some ways, yes. That'd be a, a better way to say it. Better polished battle royale game that ended up uh, dominating PUBG and players and then PUBG the players got mad and said no we own the battle royale you can't that's infringing on our rights like that's that's a bit petty and self-aggrandizing mm-hmm. at least Fortnite never claimed to something like that they're yeah. all, they're a different kind of dirty yeah. <laughs> I really I think my favorite battle royale is definitely the Call of Duty Black Ops battle royale oh yeah Warzone Warzone, yeah. I just think it's it just feels it doesn't feel gross like the other one, <coughs> even though it even probably though is. Even though it's similar, I mean, shoot, it's I think it's, it's still battle passes and microtransactions and skins. Oh yeah, sure, but it does. But, but you can totally you can be just I don't know you can be just as successful. I like, in both games. I like the gunplay and gameplay better. I, do I don't too. I don't like battle royale or multiplayer shooters because I just I'm too old and I don't want to handle any stress anymore. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. But um I I like the game the gameplay a lot more. <clears throat> yeah, the gameplay is way more fun than Fortnite too. This <laughs> <laughs> And that that was that was that one in the nitty gritty. I, was, I pushed the, the thing into the armchair. That's what happened. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? 
<laughs> yeah. I think... Man, I just miss the old games, man. The old, like, our, our old. Yeah. Nintendo 64 Mario Parties. Mario Party 2, man. That was such a good game. Mario Kart 64. You Donkey know, Kong 64. So I, I didn't own those games. I got to play them on my cousin's consoles. But I do miss the oldest game that I ever, well, that I ever owned. Yeah, I miss the oldest games I ever owned. That would be Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the Game Boy Advance SP. Hmm. I want to play that again because it froze and I couldn't finish it. And the first game on Xbox was Attack of the Clones. I don't remember the name of what it wow. was exactly, specifically. I thought it was the coolest game. I loved it. I just played the campaign over and over, and the multiplayer blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I bet it's horrible, but I want to go back and play it and find out. I remember that But game. you can only play it on Xbox or GameCube, and I haven't found a port anyway. Yeah, it's funny how you just want mm-hmm. to go back. and Well, and even like the more polished versions of those, like when Xbox 360 came out and when GameCube came out, uh, like the GameCube games were amazing. There wasn't a bad... Okay, there were bad GameCube games, but I don't rem- recall... Hardly any bad GameCube games. I just had a flashback. I never owned GameCube, but you know I knew people who did. You remember the big CD cases? They flipped their catalog yeah. of games. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you did. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> man. They had like, oh man, there there was you know Smash Bros. Me, uh, Melee, freaking Mario Kart Double Dash. It was such a that was one of those things that was like that's so bold of them to venture out that far from the like Mario Kart sixty four, but it worked. It was goofy and quirky and it worked and it was fun. I feel special to have been alive during what I think was the golden age of video games. I think the gold the best period. It's hard. I'm definitely biased. You know, when I was a kid, that was the best. But I think objectively. Essentially, it's right before things got heavily monetized. Yeah, and dece- basically that. So, like when the Halo Wii first two came out. and maybe up to Halo three, two thousand seven, where mm-hmm. it was just you buy a sixty dollars game and you got way more than your money's worth. Basically, oh, yeah. that's the pinnacle, mm-hmm. and then it's accessible and everybody can play. I think that was the peak. Yeah, um, it felt special to have been alive during that time. It was special. And part we didn't of that, know how much it was going to get, how bad it was going to get. Yeah, one cool thing that's gone. Uh, was waiting in line at midnight for a game. This is special. Yeah. Everybody, it's such a nerdy, fun thing. Everybody there it's is for happy that. to be there and is there for that. Yeah, so you could talk to somebody online. So you get a Halo 3? Yeah. So I'm like, when did you start playing? I started playing with my brother. It's just like, it's a super <laughs> wholesome thing. You're never going to have that again, I don't think. I mean, I guess yeah, won't people need it. could. Yeah, yeah, not with the... The rise of streaming services and streaming game services now. I mean, that I think the peak is behind us. I'm sure people wow. will still wait in line for a game, but that's kind of over. That's kind Man, of sad. It is. That just gave me like real sadness. <laughs> I just thought about like how many lines I'm gonna how many I gonna have to wait for a special thing for anymore. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Because who knows if like movie theaters will ever open up again the way yeah. things are? Who knows if I think. I thought about just yesterday. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. I, just, I think, well, yeah, go ahead. I, I think maybe the peak of theaters is over because of the rise of streaming. It's kind of like with the rise of uh, Netflix and then Blockbuster is out. And now streaming's at a point where almost, I don't know, all the studios providers are, are streaming stuff now. And then they're using that as a way to circumvent the theaters being down. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is going to quickly become the way of things. Mm-hmm. And I think... 
man, I bet in the next five years that one of the three big AMCs around here is just going to be closed. There are already some of them. No, closed. I mean like with the the signs just taken off the building. That's going to be weird. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw that happen to Blockbuster. You know, yeah, that was weird. It's Imagine it happening to something else that's been around like even longer than Blockbuster. Yeah. I bet it's going to happen eventually. Let me ask you this. Do you think that movie theaters will join? Do you think they'll survive like AMC will survive because it will adopt streaming? Hmm. It'll say we want to buy rights to stream movies before other streaming companies can buy these movies. I I get the idea, but at the same time, I can't imagine studios allowing AMC to become a middleman, not to mention from what I know, theaters make very little anyway. So they wouldn't be able to, yeah, they wouldn't be able to afford it. Mm. Like if Warner Brothers, as an example, I don't know, a, a streaming studio, if they could just stream it, why would they and you send know what, it to AMC and let them do it? I, I, do, I did just realize that there's a lot of contractual things that, that the movie itself does for it to be, become novel, that it pays theaters to, to play it there. More or less, like a lot yeah. of like mo- a lot of movies will say Disney we're going to give con- yeah we'll give contracts to movie theaters so that you will play them in your theaters and then we'll get the profits from them there and then you'll get a percentage of whatever blah 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 yeah and that's to increase the novelty of it because if they just release it straight to DVD then everyone could just buy the DVD and and there's not as much desire for I don't know it's not novel anymore you could just buy it. Well, I don't know a lot about it before. I know the theater business is not a good business anymore. Not with yeah, the it's a little antiquated. Not with the studios having the kind of power that they have, from what I understand. But from what I from what I know, yeah, shoot, the theaters. I would I like the idea of them being around forever. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be like little ones. You know, like as a like, this is cute. You know. <laughs> Damn it, I should have switched the camera over to you. That was wonderful. Sorry. You saw my face react yeah. to seeing it about to happen. Just, he just you just pulled up your leg, microphone goes down, like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> it had like some like reverb almost on it. Imagine you had a reverb button, you push it, porn. <laughs> I want to clip that and put it on your board. Oh, oh, that was so perfect. Sorry. No. I don't remember what you were saying no. at all because I was no, like, that, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> no, that was obviously your your remark on what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, that's, what you, I, that's what you thought of what I had to say. That means I concur. But, okay. <laughs> no, I think there's going to be small theaters. <laughs> Like cute things, they're gonna have like like they are now, like, like drive-in theaters. Well, count basically whatever they're gonna have, they're gonna stream or play movies that are already available to stream to everybody. But mm-hmm. you're gonna go there On for dates. the social thing, novelty. Yes, that's a good word for the novelty of going to a theater. I think, but the the modern theater, I think it's going away. I think so too. Oh, I'm a little oh, sad. Oh, 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 so sad. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I have a button for this one. <laughs> I, have, I have something. Okay, I want to circle back to the golden age of video games. You said somewhere in that 2007 range, and I agree completely because that was like, I remember that was like when the Wii was coming out, and that was going to be big news. It was going to revolutionize the gaming, and those first Wii games, like the feeling you had of having that technology, was incredible. But better than that is that the GameCube games that they made were really good. 
GameCube or as Wii? far as Nintendo goes, but the, I just mean the GameCube. Like the okay. like the early GameCube games were a little. They were figuring some things out, and then they just got got really good because they were. That was like to me, the Wii was like the last one that was designed to be played with up to four people. It felt like that. It felt like this is what you do when either you and your siblings or you and your neighborhood friends, you, you guys go over to someone's house and you play the GameCube together and you multiplayer and someone's ticked off at the end because they lost by bad and someone's related because they won big. and Not the Wii? Wii didn't do that? Well, the Wii did, but that was, it was that's like I said, it was sort of the last one and even that one was like only the really early Wii games were sort of for that, like Wii Sports you and see, stuff. I think the golden age of Pinnacle comes when a game allows for couch play, whatever the term is for that, when it allows for, for split screen, for example, mm-hmm. for controllers, and you can play online in that game, and specifically for split screen sharing a console online. Halo 3 did that. I think that's the pinnacle. You have everything you could ever want. Cool. Yeah, um, that'd, be, that'd be cool, too. Can you, may I imagine that? It's you and three guests, like Wall Traffic, Wall Traffic 2, Wall Traffic 3, 4, and yeah. you all go online and play, and you're all sharing one screen, big old CRT TV. That was it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Halo 2 did that also, but, like, Halo 3 was the newest. That was the peak, I think. Halo 2 kind of counts. Like, Halo 2 is the first multiplayer Halo, right? Yes, it's also, well, I don't want to say it's the first Xbox Live game. It may have been, but it's definitely the most popular first-ish one. Well, I just remember how happy, like that to me, that's like the beginning of the gold age. It's Halo 2, roughly, Smash Bros. Melee. Like those games came out about the same time, I want to say. And those games, to, just to go to your friend's house and either play like duels in Halo where you're both trying to kill each other with that OP space sword or the... Or whatever it's called, that whatever kind of sword it is. <laughs> space sword. Space sword. You're right. Is it, is, <laughs> no, is, you're not right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's a, it looks like a lobster claw. <laughs> but then, like, and then freaking melee, you just grind that with your friends, and you'd have epic battles, and they'd be so intense. That game is designed to, like, get your blood boiling because you're thinking so hard and you're so orchestrated, and you have so many strategies, and it's so much strategy and quick thinking that it's... I think it's a brilliant game. That game is designed to start fights and strengthen friendships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to do tournaments of, of melee with my friends, and I was really good at melee, but they were all amazing, too. Like, we, I did one tournament where I won it, um, and but we, all, we did tournaments for fun, and I remember thinking, I've done one tournament, and I won it, and I'm, like, averaging this my friend group. I was, I, I think I told them at one point, y'all, we should, Go do tournaments and compete because I won 50 bucks doing a tournament the one time I played. I did Halo tournaments, local did Halo you? tournaments at the mall. Yeah, like in the Microsoft some, store mm-hmm. or whatever. I won some stuff. It was fun. Really? Yeah. What'd you win? Um, it's I can't remember. I know I got gift cards to the store and Xbox cards. It's like, I can't remember. I because my brother won some stuff when we went to the midnight giveaway for a different game. So I get those confused. I won stuff. All I remember is there apparently was a guy there who would always win. Everybody just respects him or whatever. And he, I could, I don't know, I, I've walked him before. He, he wins. I go there and I win. And then he did not come back. <laughs> I felt bad. Yeah. Like that poor guy just wanted to win at Halo and I ruined it for him. That was his one. And then, of course, after a few weeks, uh, some. Other guy came in. He always won. He always he's so good. Yeah, one of the best players I've ever seen. Anyway, 
Yeah. yeah. So it was fun because you actually won stuff and you played locally. And like, yeah. Anyway. Time, yeah. That's, that's when I peak. did the then when I did the tournament, it wasn't single elimination. It was like everybody played everybody. Uh-huh. And there was one guy and and if whoever like whoever keeps going, you play each other multiple times too. And then whoever like whoever has the highest score, you guys keep going. And so you play the same people multiple times. There was one guy who I never beat, but I still won the tournament because he lost to other people enough times. But I beat everybody else. There was one guy. I was one other guy who beat me once, but but we did stock battles, which is when you have lives, and then we do we do three stocks at first to do in the first elimination round. Three stocks, then you go to five, um, and then the last one was single single stock elimination, and it was so stressful that one in particular because. Anyway, I mained Mario, mm. which is so, which is like everybody here who plays Smash is like, what an absolute nerd. Because <laughs> nobody mains Mario. I yeah. was, I was, but I killed people with Mario because it was really good. Everyone's like, Mario got nerfed in melee. I'm like, I can do him. And I did. And I was good at him. Cool. Anyway. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yeah, it was those are good times. I I bought Brawl too when it came out for the Wii, and that one was fine. They were like all the Smash Bros have been good, but th- there's something about Melee that sits in my heart because yeah. that that was the one I got really good at. I think those heart days of games are over. I know. I wonder if kids will in the future will look back to Fortnite and be like, "Oh wow, I remember Fortnite." I had you so know much what? Fortnite That's funny, club. but uh, yeah, that is very likely that that will happen, deserved yeah. or otherwise deserved. Deserved. Deservedly. Deserved or otherwise. Deservedly. Well, I thought about that, but I think deserved is also correct. Whatever. Blessed or blessed. Blessedly. Blessedly. I'm joking. I know. Uh, yeah. I bet they will. I bet it'll be like, man, Fortnite died a while ago, but I remember when I had so much Fortnite clout. I remember when I got a, a epic win and I, I did my dance. You can't even like you that. can't even wall, bro. What is it? What do they call that when they like I, that's the thing. That's what got me out of freaking Fortnite. I played a couple times, and it was fine when it was guns and shooting people, and you build structures to like, like to help. But when it started being like every time you fight, it's just building and then shooting and building, and it's like it's like that's stupid, yeah, and I can't I keep up. And I, I know you have to do that I to don't be good. Care for the building part at all, I, yeah, I really dislike it. I just want to. But you have to do it to guns. win now. Like yeah. it's part of the game, and maybe it makes it a unique game for sure. But it and again, it doesn't make it a bad game. It just means I don't like it. I don't want to build and yeah. I'm a shooter. I just want to shoot stuff. I, I don't want to be in a dominance hierarchy in a thing that I'm not dominant. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with shooting people too, but yeah, not, but, not uh, building. But uh, I want to win. Yeah. It's like, that's what Minecraft is for, for building. Not. <laughs> yeah. 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 What a great game Minecraft is, by the way. What an amazing game. That mm-hmm. might be, you know, as far as objectively the best game ever made. It might be Minecraft, dude. Yeah. I don't know. There's some amazing it's games. probably the best game of the last decade if it came out in the past 10 years. I mean... I don't think it did. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, one of the best games ever made. One of the most influential? What's the word? Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Uh, that's not just that. People do there's still engine- not, There's still not a game quite like it. You know, it's so... Grand. There has never been a game that has more entertainment value in it. Ever. You know, it's there's there's more to this game than any other game. I don't know. Engineers literally use it to practice circuitry because of how 
how layered it is. People mm-hmm. have created calculators in Minecraft because you can use their things to create. Yeah. They, they use it for theoretical engineering mm-hmm. because it's, it's easy to format. Yeah, I, I, it's so simple, the idea, and yet so complex, the potential is. Maybe yeah. that's why it's so great is because you know, it's, it's literally funny. you build Again, it. this is another example. I said kids playing Modern Warfare 10 years ago were squeakers, but now they're adults. Same thing with Minecraft. Minecraft used to have a bad stigma when it came out because it was really accessible to kids. A lot of kids played it. Kids still do play it. Mm-hmm. But those kids who played it when it came out are adults now. And now the Minecraft's strongest base are adults yeah. because that was their childhood game. And now it's a cool game. It wasn't cool when it came out because it was all the kids. Mm-hmm. Now it's relatively cool. I remember that. I remember when it was like, you can't like Minecraft. That's a kid's game. It's dorky. Now yeah. it's like, if you say you like Minecraft, like that's cool. Minecraft is, everybody agrees it's a good game. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, that was, I, sh- I wish I made that connection earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> that's probably just a thing with childhood things in general. It's like a du- children. people that are, Older than children are like that's for a child when it then they're happening. Therefore, it is bad. Well, yeah, and then children when the children bad. grow old. <laughs> well, it's just not adult. You know? I know, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other great, amazing games that are just simple, but like could be one of the best. I mean, Pong, one of the first. I was gonna say Pong or Snake, but Pong is a good example. I would say it's a good just because it's one of the first and it's simple and it's fun. It is fun extremely simple it's it doesn't have the layers like minecraft does doesn't have close to the layers minecraft does but because it's so old and yet so approachable that'd be a good button picture shrek and it's layers layers ogres have layers onions have layers uh there's i'm trying to think of other great games for me i'm trying to recognize objectively the best i would say the best game of all time is super mario 64 very, very high nostalgia factor for that one, though. Well, I'll definitely put it on top 100, but that's not saying much. <clears throat> a top 100? That's so disrespectful. It, 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 at least. It's, I mean, got, it's at least top five, even if you're independent, even independent of nostalgia. The movement in that game was revolutionary, and it's still one of the best 3D movement games. People still play that mm-hmm. more than almost any other 3D movement game. Well, I mean, shoot, I can't think of any other game in that genre that's better. So, you know. It's just, it's very... It's obviously got flaws, but the flaws have almost make the game better. It's one of those weird exceptions where the flaws help the gameplay and it make it more fun to play because the flaws you can manipulate to to beat it better and quicker and I don't know. No, no, I'm not a doctor. Halo for the story, Halo one. Yeah, I guess. That, that I mean, moment with the flood was like, oh man, that got me when I was a kid. I was I was at my friend's house and I was watching him do the gameplay. We had like a sleepover all weekend, and I just remember we all watching him do the campaign slowly, like really struggling through it. And then the flood part happened, and all of us were ah! <laughs> <laughs> grabbing each other and popcorns flying around the room. Ah! Yeah, it was so scary to us. Oh uh, yeah, that was the scariest thing I ever played in a game. I was. I was, I was going to say I was too young. I don't think I was too young. I was just too scared. <laughs> I was too scared. I, I wasn't even playing it. I was too scared. I was. I went home and I was... <sighs> I, uh, I obviously didn't see it coming. And I remember I got too scared. I couldn't play for like a month. Oh, uh, really? No, I was just like, the popcorn's under my bed. <laughs> we called them popcorns. 
Um, or mush- popcorn or mushroom. Specifically, just mushroom. I don't know. Anyway. They were like mushrooms. Yeah, so that was like a month. I was like, okay, but I love the game. I want to brave it. And I brave it. I was like, ah, this is so hard. Ah, ah. And I finished mm-hmm. it. I was like, it was good, but ah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. There's a there's a scene in Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Uh, and I think that Mass Effect, it's either Mass Effect or some other game did this several times, but in space, there's you come up cross a crashed ship in space or an exploded ship in space that's completely everybody's dead on board and a bunch of decayed bodies and stuff you see everywhere well there's a door you open and it, this is the one moment that actually the game itself made me jump i've jumped because my sister tried to scare me before in games but the one time i actually jumped because i was terrified was i you shoot the doors to open them and then they open up like this and in this particular moment, you go on board the ship and you've seen the bodies places or whatever. But, you know, people like want to get to the next door. And so you shoot the door yeah. and load the next room and then you're pressing your body up against the next door to yeah. run in. Yeah. So this door opens and there's a face with eyes like huh, like this. And then it just turns to dust because the because it, it was like <gasps> it made me jump because I wasn't prepared at all for it. I was like, oh, and every door I went after that, I was like. I like that trope, whatever you call it. It's been done. But I know I've experienced it. I think it was in the Doom games where you're at a point where, come on, let's go. They get you doing a long enough haul or series mm-hmm. that you're just trying to get to the doors so you get up to the door and mm-hmm. where it opens. And at that point, they put an enemy behind the door Yep. when you don't expect or when you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. It's like, ah. It was scary. And it's it's not like a, it's an unsettling image. It's like eyes because yeah. like the, the, it was a person that clearly like the air got sucked out of their lungs. Yeah. And so they're. They look terrified in their eyes, like this eyes in the head still. Is it this Dead one's... Space? No, it's. I think it's that one's Metroid Prime Three Corruption. Mm. But Dead or Dead is Space first, is that a first person game? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's a first person shooter. That's like, like one of the only Nintendo rated M games, if I can recall. Noise. And it is, but Dead Space. I think it is Dead Space or Mass Effect, one or the other. I've when I watched my cousin playing that game, there were several things like that where. Things would jump at you and scare you. I've played Dead Space, but it sounds like if you describe that and I had to guess what game was, it sounds like Dead Space. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it. Yeah, Metroid Prime didn't lean into that. We're trying to scare you, but that moment, it, it, it put some guy got some smart ass got in their head. <laughs> These kids that are playing this game, they're not going to feel afraid when they go through this abandoned place because they've gone through tons of abandoned places. So we're going to just get a little inject a little fear into him and of course i'm like sprinting through this area yeah. loading the doors and you're running the next one and they add like a sound too and yeah. i was like oh <laughs> and then it disintegrates in front of you and you're like oh. yeah <laughs> yeah <they're- laughs> so trying to just <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was. I also got scared playing Luigi's Mansion one time because my sister. I was like exploring a new area, and she came in. And, ah! <laughs> if that, you know, it's lame to be scared by Luigi's Mansion, but I was like, <laughs> I was like ten. Man, that was, man, those were good times. I, man, those old games, older games, over over ten years. Those games. Shoot, it has been over 10 years, hasn't it? It's freaking 2020, so 13 years. Since it's 2021. The 14 years since the uh, the end of the golden age, I think. 2007 is what I'm going to say. 
I think I agree with that. Two thousand, maybe it was two thousand nine. I don't know. Two thousand seven is just the year I'd pick. Two thousand four to two thousand seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. those were great games. The replayability of all of those games then was just like off the charts. Yeah, they were just good games. I will say the Wii has a game that to me I could just play forever, and I still think it's a great game. And it's oddly enough a, the Mario Soccer game. It's called Mario Strikers Charged. And it is so fun. It is like extremely like technical skill, but you can master it. And, it, and once you do, it's super fun. Anyway, and I've played a lot of games. It's just that they're like, they're like, as far as replayability, that game is like really top of the list. And it's just some B game that they decided to put out and put Mario's name on it. Mm. Anyway, interesting. If you guys have played that game, maybe you can agree. I don't know. What's the most replayable game you've ever played? Halo. Well, just because you replayed it the most, do you think it's actually the most replayable? Minecraft is probably the most replayable game I've played. Because I've played Minecraft, and I can't think of a game that's more replayable. Okay. Is that what you'd say? Or you get some more playable than Minecraft? Well... It's tough. Yeah, Mario it's tough. Party is tough. Mario pa- the old Mario Parties are up there. They're just yeah. so fun. Um, Minecraft is definitely top three. Yeah. And honestly, that Mario Strikers game is really replay to me. Like right now, if I went home and I had to go pick on my shelf, what game would I play? I'd pick that game probably just cause it's cathartic and you can beat up on people and it's fun. That's always cathartic. That's what games are for, for beating up on people. Yeah. And like After the el- hard day of work. Yeah. The, the elation you get when you, a hard-earned ping-pong point, and you get it because you spike just right. It's that feeling repeated over and over in the game because every time you get a goal, it's kind of hard to do, and you got to do it just right. And so when you get one, and you know how to do it, but anyway, it's just like good, good feelings. It's pretty. Anyway. Speaking of spiking, I think I'm going to get another beverage. That looked really good. I was envious. Yeah, do you, you want one? I do. I didn't want to ask. Why not? I don't know. It's too hard. You didn't offer, so I didn't. Well, you're right. I didn't. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I really am okay with that one too. It did look really good. Like and that, those glasses are great. I called it a not not a frisky. I'm I'm tired. Something something that rhymes with whiskey and frisky, but I I call it like a frisky whiskey. Do you, are has you to do with cold? Uh, did you know? I'm going to tell you how to make whiskey. Ready for this? It's a this is the actual recipe. Whiskey. Yep. Rain makes corn. Oh. <laughs> corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby feel a little frisky. So rain is a good thing. That's that's how you make whiskey. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's a song. Okay. Rain song. makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Shut up! I can't wait to put the highlight of me farting on TikTok. Okay. I'm going to do that. Oh, I had my first TikTok dissenter ever. Uh, I put up a highlight of uh, this last podcast. By the way, again, sorry for being angry all last podcast. Afterwards, I was like, I don't think I want to be angry anymore on podcasts. It just doesn't suit me. Um, but anyway, I put up a clip of me talking about cancel culture and it got some attention. It it got played many times and I had a comment on, I had several comments on there, but one of the comments was something I was like, oh, I think that's my first derogatory response that I've dealt with as an internet guy. 
and I was I was happy. It was like, oh, yay. I made it. Yeah, it was something like only people that are concerned about cancel culture uh, are the people who deserve to be canceled. So stop worrying about what K-pop stands have to say online and just don't be a dick. And I was like, I don't think I ever said anything about being worried about being I also don't think I said anything about K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was, you yeah, know, I get it. he was Which... ideologically possessed. So I was like, oh, it wouldn't do me any good to respond anyway. But it was nice. It was like he, the point he made was, Oftentimes he didn't well, say he, it this he eloquently. Was, well, he, what he, the point he should have tried to make because the point he made wasn't a point at all. Yeah. Well, and he's correct in that oftentimes the people who are concerned with cancel culture should be concerned with it because yeah. they're usually the ones saying things worth getting canceled in his But not opinion. only the difference is. Yeah. And he's right about sometimes. that. But it, not but, always. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's he's like, right, but I still disagree like with I'm, him. I might be concerned with getting cancer. And people who get cancer probably should be concerned with it, but I'm because, probably mixing a little bit. But as, just because I'm concerned with this, I'm going to get cancer. Yeah. I have a, I have a reason to whatever. That's it's a still not analogy. good to There's get a better analogy to, to be made. I'm concerned that this gun I'm using may be loaded. I'm going to treat it like a loaded gun. Uh, That's not, not not a good analogy either for this. The cancer one is slightly better because the idea is uh, you got to typically the people that are prone to getting cancer, the one who adopt behaviors. Uh, that that make getting cancer more likely. It's like, well, that's true, but that also doesn't mean cancer is a good thing. It also doesn't it's mean you're guaranteed. Is, yeah, whatever. You're not saying people deserve to get things. cancer because that's what it sounds like you're saying about cancel culture. People deserve <sighs> to get canceled. I think that cancel culture is kind of like cancer. So, <laughs> so that's why I was ranting about it. Anyway, it was it was. I got a lot of nice. That was my biggest TikTok yet, as far as nice responses and likes and stuff. And so I was like, I think that eighty, an eighty-five to one ratio or whatever is one a button. Yeah, one of the tallest. Good for you. You're right. Good yeah. for you. I was happy with it. I'm sure you've gotten lots of at least mean comments. Never. Too before. No. I'm you like, never get mean I just comments. Get tons of adoring butt kisses. Yeah. Like, hey, Walter, here's a kiss for your butt and the kiss emoji. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Okay. What's the meanest one you ever got? Uh, I don't remember. Was well, something about how you are a bad guy? I don't remember, which is good. <laughs> Must not be that I mean, there's, many. There's a, there's a lot of bad ones. Um, and what, well, I mean, I'm really... I'm like, no, I'm disoriented. I'm tired. Um, you'll get a lot of uh, negative comments that have no bearings or validity whatsoever, and they can be dismissed sometimes. Oftentimes, I think the ones that will get to you, the ones that I guess in some way make you think, or the ones that get to me are the ones that are completely against a wall where they cannot see what's in front of them to where like it's so dumb I'm frustrated that this kind of person can exist. Mm. In either case, it doesn't change the fact that none of that should matter because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that's correct. Those are, and that's pretty common. I think that was this guy. It was like he didn't even see what I said is when I read it, and that's why I couldn't be mad about it. But maybe that's the kind of upsets you more because it is like a reaffirmation. Oh yeah, Ugh. those people are out there and they have internet capabilities. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. I get why that's frustrating too. But like you said, it doesn't matter. 
Let's not end it on a bad note. Oh, man, I wish I could replay the fart, dude. That was my favorite thing. That was so gross. Smelled bad. (laughs) 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 Tell Um, me something with your that. With my what? With your that. I was going to say, let's see if this sounds like a minor note. Uh, I was like, turn it up. I wonder if I could find that note. I can. That one. That was pretty damn close. I think it's the right one. I just need to find a better keyboard. Yeah, just put put the keyboard on. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I found it right away. Yeah, you did. It's like. Yeah, it's two. Yeah, it's those two. Do you have a modular uh, switch on the side to make it like wah, like wobbly? Uh, like uh, those two knobs, yeah. Yeah, just flicker it. Like, there you go. There you go. We're <laughs> 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 trying to play on the piano. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty close. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> make a song Me, based I'm on the, Charlie Puth. I'm perfect pitch. Perfect pitch. Perfect pitch. Is that supposed to be Nicolas Cage? Perfect. No, I just... Well, yes. It's supposed <laughs> to be... <laughs> Perfect pitch. Uh, uh, it's, it's your video, your show. Well... End it forever. Watch out for the laser beams again. <laughs> Man the guns, Walter. Oh, no. We are, our ship's going down. Oh no! Finally. All right. Bye, guys. Have have a have a day. Uh.